0: The final frontier begins.
1: This is about saving the future of humanity. This is a huge victory for the good guys. You've never seen Voyager.
0: Commitment to this course of action is not emotional.
1: Daddy! Beam us up! Welcome to another episode of Beam Me Up, a Star Trek podcast. I am Brent Allen, and I've seen every episode of Star Trek 47 times. And I'm Matt Sonnenberg, and this is my first time through the series. And this is the show where I am on a mission to introduce people to the universe of Star Trek, because I believe that the entire world needs to sit down and watch Star Trek together. Except with 800 plus episodes out there, it is a hard thing to get people to watch the whole thing. So I'm trying to condense it down into about 150 episodes for, you know, something manageable and still have somebody come out on the other side, knowing what the heck Trek is really all about getting a good idea for, for the various series that are in and really just know the story of the future. Plus all the Star Trek messages, the lore, the history, all that sort of stuff that we do and that we love and we know as Trekkies, Trekkers, Treksters, or whatever you consider yourself to be.
0: And Brent, as we do every week, I'm going to take this time to ask everybody to go and leave a review for our podcast. If you're listening to the show, whether this is your first episode, maybe wait till the end of the episode, decide how you feel about the show and then go leave a review. But if you've listened to the show before, hit that pause button, take two minutes out of your day, go over to podchaser.com, leave us a review just search for our podcast, leave us a review. It's super simple and we will love you forever for it.
1: Matt, do you know that uh, just here recently we've gotten like two or three new reviews that have popped up I on have Apple? seen
0: those pop up. Yes. Yeah.
1: Very fun. So thank you to those of you who are going out and putting those out. Uh, Matt, they tell you if you just ask, sometimes people do it. So thank you to those of you guys who have been doing that. Well, today's episode is the 26th episode of season three. It is the season finale of the third season of deep space nine entitled the ad, or as I like to call it, in case you didn't watch this one first. In this episode, a Changeling Infiltrator almost starts a war between the Federation and the Zenkethi. That is until Odo stops him and kills him, becoming the first Changeling to harm another. And oh yeah, Cisco gets promoted to captain. Now, Matt, we're going to get into this episode. We'll do a deep dive through it. But before we do mm-hmm. all that, before we start all our other conversations, we'll start the show out like we always do. Overall thoughts. You were saying something just before we hit record. So so what are your overall thoughts on this episode? The adversary? Well, what I was saying is like, I I think maybe this
0: episode hits even harder for people who know the deep, deep history of Star Trek, mm-hmm. like Cause it, it, it hit me pretty hard already with the little bit that I feel that I know, but mm. I still have questions. Mm. I enjoyed this episode greatly. I think we're going to have a fun discussion, but like I said, I still have questions about a few things and I, I'm hoping they're small enough that you can just give me answers right away and not that I'm looking the other way while I take a drink because it's, <laughs> we're going to talk about it next episode or something like that. You know, it's yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens, but I'm looking
1: forward to it. Well, I'm going to look away and take a drink just at that response myself. Um, No, actually, Matt, I'm, I'm very interested because this is, I feel like you've got a pretty good run. Like what we've given you so far, you're not missing a lot.
0: I, I, I was very happy to see that. Yeah. I, th- there are a lot of things that I understood or yeah. I've heard mentioned before, like even like the, the Yates thing, mm-hmm. like I haven't seen, but you've told me, Hey, this is a thing. Be careful. It'll, yep. it'll come back. And am like, yep. okay. Okay. They, they touched on that again. Cool. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I kind of know what that's about now. Yeah. We still haven't seen the actress yet, by the way. Exactly. We, we, will meet, really- we will meet Cassidy, but we haven't met her yet. We've only heard the name thrown out there and, and they, they definitely are seeding that. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah, it's the thing I'm interested to get in and see because one of the, one of the joys of this show is really getting to relive that, that first time watch, you know, we have, we have all as a, a, as a Star Trek fandom, like we've seen these episodes so many times it's, It's hard to remember what it's like going through the first time when you don't know what's getting ready to happen. Cause we can watch this knowing how this affects everything in the future, but you don't, you have no idea what's getting ready to come. And I've got to be very careful with what I say going (laughs) forward. (laughs) And
0: I I, I've been there. I've been in your shoes, man. Mm we have talked about that before. Yes, we have. Yes, we have.
1: Well, Matt, uh, my first thoughts on this episode really are, uh, it should be no surprise to you. I have told you that deep space nine is largely responsible for how television is done today with the more serialized nature and i got to tell you from here on out it's going to be much harder to choose which episodes we watch and which ones we skip because they all connect in some way and and simply simply put for me this particular episode is a great episode it's a game changer of an episode this episode was never not going to be in the run it, Like yeah. it just it had no choice just like get go figure the premiere of season four is going to be in the run of what we're mm-hmm. doing it never was not going to be there i will say this though we're at the end of season three and star trek has a tendency to treat this end of season three like this if you remember with the, or with um, next generation season, the end of season three, beginning of season four, was the best of both worlds. I was going to say, was that like the whole Borg thing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Here we have the the adversary and and ooh, what's getting ready to happen, and I can't tell you yet, but you'll find out next week. Cause that's what we're watching next week. But I, I mean, spoiler alert Voyager does it too. When they get to their end of their season three, it's a game changer of an episode mm-hmm. for, for them and, and what they have going on. This is a thing for whatever reason, this is the point when everything gets really good. Uh, well, so they feel comfortable,
0: I think. Yeah. With the world that they've created and they've created enough uh, baddies and introduced them and Mm -hmm. built enough tension. And it's like, all right, now we can make them attack
1: you. Exactly. Exactly. And, and frankly, everything that we've done so far to me has just been setting the stage for what this episode kind of pushes the start button on. Sure. Um, In fact, uh, Iris, Stephen bear the showrunner, It says that this one was the first episode where they really knew exactly where they were finally going with Deep Space Nine. They had a they had a long term plan for where they were going and they started throwing around the S word a lot serialized (laughs) and even though the studio was like wagging a finger at and saying don't do it don't do it don't do it they kind of did it anyway like you know they're like it's not going to be really serialized but it kind of is and uh they they didn't really care because they were them and they just that's how deep space nine worked and they bucked the system and honestly it leads the way in changing the way television is done forever so anyway matt with that I've got one character actor spotlight I want to touch on very, very briefly, and then I want to get into this episode. Sure. Ambassador Krasinski, or AKA the Changeling Infiltrator, however you want to think of him, yep. AKA Julian Bashir at one point, and who knows who else he might have been at some yeah. point. Yeah played by a guy named Lawrence Pressman. Matt, did you recognize Lawrence Pressman at all? No? No, that's that's no, okay. That's okay. You don't watch a, you did. don't watch a ton of TV, do you? Not nowadays especially. Yeah, yeah. So Lawrence Pressman, now I wouldn't expect too many people to know him because he's really just sort of one of like he's a that guy actor. Mm-hmm. Like you see him and you're like, "Hey, I know that guy." Where where, where do I know that guy from? I'm familiar with him just because he hails from my neck of the woods, Cynthia, Kentucky. I have relatives that live in Cynthia. I have performed in Cynthia's Raws Opera House doing comedy there for many, many times. Uh, But I bring him up because this guy has almost 200 credits to his name. And and you look through it and you're like, oh, I know that show. Oh, I know that show. Oh, I know that show. Oh, Uh I know that show. Like he's just been around one of
0: those guys you see everywhere, but you couldn't tell you name one place you've seen him.
1: Right. Right. Until you look up, you know, IMDP and you're like, Oh my gosh, he's been in like everything. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's Lawrence Pressman. His very first role was 1956's the edge of the night. He was a teenager then, um, had that done. He took some time off like his entire twenties and like many star Trek alum, he went and got trained as a, as a classical Shakespearean actor worked on that. And then in, it, at, a, at about the age 30 in 19, 19- 70 is when he would have his second credit on MDB. And now nearly 50 years later at 81 years of age, he is still a working actor with still new credits being added. He is, he is rocking it. Not bad for a that guy type actor. Oh, yeah. I, I've
0: always said I think that that'd be the best kind of actor to be, you know, <laughs> just get paid a little bit for everything you do and not have to deal with the, you know, paparazzi and stuff and uh, people trying to hunt you down. And <laughs> because you're the big star of some show that's been on the air for 10 years and it's like, no, no, I'll just take little bit parts here and there and probably still get
1: a little bit of royalty checks. And if you get 200 tiny royalty checks every month, that's that's fine by me. Well, Matt, with that, uh, this is the part of the episode where we're just gonna go through it. And uh we're gonna we'll kind of break this up. We'll talk about the A plot, we'll talk about the B plot, if there was one. We'll talk about any specific plot points or character moments, we'll dive into some of those. We'll dive into any Star Trek messages you, you feel like you might have found out. Matt, I'll be honest, some episodes are not really very Star Trek message heavy. It's just exactly. good sci-fi shows.
0: I, I'm glad you feel that way, too. And, and yeah. I think we run into that when there's more of these like action heavy episodes. There's not necessarily, like you said, that Star Trek message that we're looking for. I feel it's more, hey, we are trying to move the plot forward. We're trying to have some fun with this episode. We want to do this from time to time. we're not always preaching at you enjoy
1: yeah absolutely that's that's uh uh, that's a big thing because you know turns out they are entertainment first Mm -hmm. that that's that's what they are they're a tv show first so uh you know we'll we'll get into all that so matt i'll toss it over to you the a plot of this episode um you know short bit on that uh Yeah. Well, yeah, I already mentioned the the changeling, the changeling infiltrator coming in, almost starting a war between the federations and Kathy until they discover that it's somebody and they got to go through, they got to figure out who it is. They do Mm -hmm. him and Odo get into it and he, he winds up dying at the end. And he says this big thing to Odo at the very end of too late. (laughs) We're already here. What'd you think of the, what'd you think of this? the story of this episode, the a plot of this episode? Well, I I, I do want to make a point here. Like as we've talked about, because
0: We've been changing into this new format of show. Sure. And so I changed the way I take my notes. Mm-hmm. And I'm never sure which plot is which. And so I never know, okay, <laughs> so should A plot or B plot? And <laughs> right. like, and yeah, I'm like halfway through the episode. Sure, I can usually figure it out, like which one they've kind of dropped off a little bit, which one we're focusing on. But mm-hmm. yeah, go, going into this, and, and, and if, like you said, B plot, is there one? Like the closest thing I can get, it, the other thing I kept taking notes about was the promotion yeah like i think that's kind of their b plot that's kind of what they opened with yeah and that's kind of what they touched on from time to time it's like th- there were a few other references to it so right. but it kind of tied in nicely with the a plot so it, it was one of those weeks mm-hmm. anyway a plot i guess i'll open with this have we or had you i should say mm-hmm. before this episode did you know about the zenkethi
1: no okay it's it's possible we've heard them at one point before like they've just been mentioned in an off thing so like i've never heard of them this whole thing about the last
0: federations and Kathy war like this is brand new as far as i know i mean it's possible it it wasn't a whole
1: another episode when they highlighted i mean it's possible it could have been something from the original series which admittedly I may not have watched every original series episode sure, sure. 47 times. But but it's not some huge race that I'm completely missing. No, I, I think that it was actually like they sort of took it off of this episode and like did like a couple novels about it because of not this that. episode. But I, I think they're kind of I making something that. up, which which does bother me a little bit, Matt, because they make it such a oh, a federation a war between the Federation and the Zuckethy would destabilize the entire quadrant. And I'm like, really? why haven't we heard of them since like why would it destabilize the whole quadrant with a Mm -hmm. people we've never heard of really before
0: that's fair that's fair okay so actually can we talk about the promotion first
1: sure yeah let's do it it started off the show for sure
0: yeah so,
1: okay. I know I, I've
0: messed up a few times and tried to refer to Cisco as captain. I'm like, okay, it's not, actually oh, I captain have
1: to, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The first three seasons, I keep going, captain. Oh, I can't call him that yet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, it's just so ingrained. He's, he's yeah. the top dog on the show. Yeah. The main character. And, and we're so used to referring to them as captain. Sure. So, okay, Captain. Now is actually Captain. Yes. So my first thought is, wait, does that mean he gets a ship? Is he leaving? Mm. So, okay, I guess he is kind of getting a ship. Like he's getting put in charge of the Defiant, which he w- always he had was. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He already had. Sure.
0: So, well, like I mean, it, it almost feels like this is had already been done. Just they hadn't filed the paperwork or something.
1: That that's that's very true. Because he he is he has effectively been a captain. It's just really been a matter of, of yeah, the promotion, the rank. That's you did. They, okay. does he get so, the paycheck so, and the pip on the collar? That's really it. I, I
0: mean, maybe this, I mean, obviously it'll be answered going forward, but I don't know if you can mention now, if it's that big of a deal or not. But is he just, is he staying in the same position? Is he still in charge of the station as well? Yes. Or is he moving full-time to the
1: ship? No, no, he, no, he is, he is the captain of the station. He is, it, captain, captain for him, really more is just a positional title. That's, that's okay. all it is. It has nothing to do with so, so yeah, what his actual so really, job yeah, is.
0: Like nothing is changing except yeah.
1: technically he, pulls a little more rank if he needed to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, but, but I do think it should be, it should be noted that whether you are a captain or a commander, you are able to command, you're able to be in command, right? Like you can, you can be a commander and be in charge of a ship. Now you would be the acting captain of a ship at that Mm -hmm. point. I mean, anyone who is the highest ranking officer on a ship is the acting captain, right? Mm -hmm. Except unless they're just the captain. But yeah, no, no, nothing's, they, they mentioned it a little bit in the show, right, Matt? Like, like O'Brien was like, it's about time. And even Cisco, mm-hmm. when Eddington comes to talk to him later, Cisco is like, yep. look, I've got the assignment I want. I've got the crew I want. Nothing's changing for me. It's just a title. And, you know, Eddington's like, yeah, yeah. but it's still a big deal. And, man, I still do
0: not like Eddington.
1: <laughs> can, and, I was- can I tell you a note about Eddington that I found when I was researching for this episode? Sure. I thought it was, was pretty interesting. So it, this episode's like 1995 96 okay somewhere around there so the internet is in its infancy at this point very much internet is, is just starting to exist like we're talking chat rooms and message boards that's about it oh yeah in right. 1995 my, my dad brought
0: home a I think it was like a gateway 2000 mm-hmm. and that was the first computer that I remember being hooked up to the internet
1: yeah so after this episode airs, uh, apparently a lot of people got online and started talking about how they also felt like Eddington was also a changeling infiltrator. They, we just didn't find out about it. Right. Sure. And, and even the writers were like, while they were making this episode, they were like they kind of like, they, they gave you the red herring of Eddington on purpose because of how he's been played before. Mm-hmm. Like he's kind of the schmarmy guy. Yeah. Well, when it started blowing up on the internet, the writers found out about it. Right. Like in these chat rooms and these message boards and they made a rule at that point. Edit. And this may be a spoiler alert. Eddington will never be a changeling just because like they made that as a rule because of what everybody was putting on the message boards. Now I will leave it to you to find out Matt. I, I, just to say, I will leave it to you to find out if that is something that the writers do keep going forward. Sure. But at the time that this came out, when they saw that on the message boards, yep. they made that rule
0: i i appreciate when writers and directors and such like that actually like play into listeners watchers feedback the audience feedback Mm -hmm. and and not necessarily like giving into their demands or anything but just kind of messing with their minds a little bit like Mm -hmm. okay you want him to be this well he's never going to be this right (laughs) yeah that's that that's that's actually a fantastic story although i i mean i don't know how i feel about it because like actually no no i think i feel better about that because like i would be even more justified in 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 not liking him i think if he was it if he was a founder Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. um yeah.
1: Now, can we talk a little bit about the Star Trek message in this moment, it, just in what's happening here? And I wouldn't say that it's so much a Star Trek message is just it's it's Star Trek doing something that normalizes something else that should have been normalized. Okay. We have an African-American man, not just as a lead on a television show and not just as a commander of a station, but actually with the rank and title equivalent to that of Jim Kirk and Captain Picard, William Shatner, Patrick sure. Stewart. He is mm-hmm. on the same he is now and he wasn't before yep. is now on the same plane and awesome. this is something that we don't we didn't see very much before 1995 if ever really which like, we just not not in a uh, not in a situation like this, you know, Uh we, mm-hmm. we just didn't see it very, very much at all, if at all, really. So it, it really was a big thing. My only thing looking back at it now is, is why did he have to earn it? Like, I mean, yeah. what was there? Some, like, could he, could he not have just started like that? Or was there actually something yeah. in seeing him work his way up and and deal with it? I don't know that anybody was trying to say, oh, he's, he's not earned it yet. I don't think, I don't think they were doing that back in 1995, but I do think there could be some sort of subtext to that. But mm-hmm. I do, I, I, you know, it, it is, it is a big moment uh, for, uh, you know, for African Americans being portrayed on TV and Avery Brooks was definitely very much aware of this. Sure. Yeah. So that, that's great. All right. So I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. The show opens with Cisco's voiceover going, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he's like, the time has come. I never thought that this would happen but this is my final commander's log. What are your thoughts when he says that?
0: My two notes were, wait, final commander's log? So he's leaving? like like that that's like okay what does that mean he's he's just leaving the station he's leaving the 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 federation well not the federation like guess starfleet like promotion was not on my mind that's for sure because yeah then when they finally got to it and mentioned oh he's a captain oh okay that makes sense okay i get you yeah. now i see what you did there
1: yeah i i like the next the next one where he says my son the writer has uh, offered to, to write me uh, something great but i declined and now Now that I'm here, the only thing I can think of is begin captain's log. And boom, <laughs> you know, that's how it should. That's how they shall begin. It really should. Right. It, like it's, it's such just a straight and to the point, no pomp and circumstance. Just let it be what it is. Matt, before we move off of this, I, if, if this is the B plot, which I don't even know that it is, I don't know that it qualifies as much as a B plot is just as much something that happens, but I think it's the closest we're going to get to it. Mm-hmm. I do want to touch on the conversation between Eddington and Cisco, because I think that's the only really other part that that we saw, unless you had something else but I do want to touch on that conversation between those two. We can definitely touch on that.
0: Yeah. There is one other note I want to make. Oh, okay. Go as everybody was congratulating him. Like right after it happened in the beginning, Mm -hmm. everybody goes around. They kind of have their one line or like, yeah, it should have happened already. Blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. And then we get this line from O'Brien and I didn't quote the actual line, but Mm -hmm. he calls him the best captain he's ever had. (laughs) And I'm sitting there (laughs) thinking, yeah. Okay. I, I I understand you want to to you know raise him up at this point but you could have given that line to anybody else. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have questioned it at all. Mm -hmm. Like you give it to Dax, you give it to Bashir, you give it to, I mean, I guess he's kind of young. It's his only captain, but still my point being, they gave it to the one guy on the crew who we know who has been on another ship. And we know who his captain was. and have extensive knowledge of him. And you're going to sit there and tell me he thinks Cisco is a
1: better captain. He certainly is closer to Cisco than he was to Picard. I'll give you that. Right. I mean, that's the only, I mean, has he, has he served with, he hasn't served with Cisco longer than he did Picard. No. Cause he, he was with Picard. He was on Picard ship at least for five years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's only been on DS nine for three. So that's not it. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. I mean, Wait, but I, I, mean, he's just I mean, closer or maybe
0: it's, maybe it's true. Maybe yeah. it's not in my mind right now. I I'd still say, you know, Picard was probably a better captain, but especially since you know he just became a captain right Can he let really me, be let the me ask captain?
1: you this let me ask you this would you agree that o'brien is closer to cisco and has more of a view of cisco on a day-to-day basis than he ever did of picard from what they show us in the show yes yeah i, I think that because on this on on next gen o'brien was either a helmsman or he was the transporter chief mm-hmm. like kind of as a helmsman i guess you could see that he he has day-to-day interact with the with the captain like he's literally sitting 10 feet in front of him yeah but he's still a homesman he's not part of the senior staff definitely as a transporter chief he's not near the captain all day every day and he's
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know definitely not part of senior staff either here he's part of senior staff and part of the decision making process so he
0: he still spent enough time around him and you know picard valued the rest of the crew and you know like he knew their names. Right. Mm-hmm. And he knew their families and he knew about whatever mm-hmm. he cared. He was a people person. He was. So, and he married,
1: what, he married him and Keiko. Sure. Picard uh, married Miles and Keiko. Yeah. You didn't see that, but it's okay. I didn't, you didn't see that, you. that, but yeah, I'll take your word for it. So, hey, mean, 30 like, seconds. I just explained all you needed out of that. Episode. Exactly.
0: It, I guess my point being like, it just feels weird. Like I, I'm wondering if someone on the writing staff was trying to make a statement at that point because like i said they gave that line to the only guy that we know Mm -hmm. i can
1: think of at least on this crew who who even has that comparison that we can make that might be the reason they gave it to him like just to kind of make you go oh like well if that's the case it worked yeah
0: because I, I, they knew
1: this conversation
0: would happen, man. Yeah, because I, I, I mean, it hit me right away when they yeah. said it. I'm like, wait, I know who your old captain was. Right, <laughs> like,
1: right. today, today people will be all over Twitter, like, oh, did you hear the shade? O'Brien just threw Picard. Exactly, yeah, exactly. exactly. But yes, if you want to talk Eddington. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's talk about Eddington, specifically the conversation between him. You know, he stops, he say, hey, what Chief O'Brien said earlier, I just want to reiterate, congratulations on becoming the new captain, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Cisco gives him the look. It doesn't really change anything. I've got, I'm right where I want to be with who I want to be. And Eddington is like, yeah, but still, and I love his line. He says, nobody enters Starfleet to become commanders. Or for that matter admirals it's the captain's chair they all have their eye on Mm -hmm. and cisco even looks and says you know you could transfer to command if you wanted to and he's like no i'm happy where i am you know and and then he he, cisco smiles and dismisses him what what are your thoughts on on there's
0: that certain level of i don't know if i want to call it snark or there's some quality about Eddington in like everything he does and says that he just rubs he's he's up the wrong something. way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And like that whole conversation, mm-hmm. like he kind of brings it up and then kind of just dismisses it. It's like, yeah, okay. It, it, and it's like, okay, so you're happy with your are with where you are, but you're you're still gonna kind of complain about things and like I just feel you're up to something. Like something is going to happen because of you eventually, and I've I just never liked the guy. And there were a couple times in this episode where, like, yeah, I kind of suspected him. I kind of suspect he was up to something, except when they tried to force it on me, of course. And like, sure. no, it's not. Like, I, I saw, I saw what happened there. <laughs> it's, it's not him. Like they, they, they did a great job with good kudos to the director and the camera work in in that shot they Mm -hmm. they put the camera exactly where it need to be made made the viewer assume things Mm -hmm. obviously and yeah i knew what was going on but they obviously yeah no one else said anything because it was secret but in any case yes
1: eddington still don't like him still don't like him all right well we'll see you know what it is matt He's a changeling infiltrator. No. No, I
0: I, I didn't heard? go that far. I read a line. I read uh-huh. a line. He's a changeling uh-huh. infiltrator.
1: All right. Did did you have any, well, okay, well, I guess while we're talking about this, let's go ahead and let's mention the Cassidy Yates thing. Sure. uh, Just because we're not talking about the A plot right now. Yeah. So Cassidy Yates, I mean, there's a big conversation in this episode between Jadzia and Cisco, like Mm -hmm. really, I mean, just, I mean, laying it on thick, Mm -hmm. like almost shoving it down your face, like Cassidy's a
0: thing. It's like she she has him alone and was it a turbo lift or something where where they were? I think think so. Yeah. It's like that. We yeah. we ha- we have ten seconds or however long these things run <laughs> alone. I'm like I'm gonna press you on this right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean they, they they didn't hold back with that at all for sure, and they kind of laid it out there mm-hmm. for people like me. It's like okay, this is where we're at. We've been on well, I guess they talked it up to like three dates. Three dates, yeah. And you know, said, he, he he's he's trying to avoid her.
1: He's trying to avoid Jadzia or Cassidy Cassidy. who you think Cisco's trying to avoid Cassidy. Well, he he's
0: not making it. uh, I mean, cause as Dax kind of put it out there, it's like, Hey, you have this big, great news of this promotion. Shouldn't you share that with someone you care about? You know, someone you might be dating, you might Mm want to go out with and say, Hey, look at me. I just got a new fancy promotion. Let's celebrate. And he's like, Oh no, I'll tell her when she's here in a month.
1: (laughs) I think that's just Cisco either a trying to deflect any attention he can away from this new budding relationship because he doesn't like, he doesn't want people t- talking about it too much. They're uh, already talking
0: about it too much. Well, absolutely.
1: Worry. They are. And he, and, you know, but he gets this goofy smile on his face. He's like, she's a wonderful person. She's so, like, like he's definitely smitten with this girl and they sure. all know it. And he's, it's like he's trying to, he hasn't come to terms with it. And he's like, when she comes back, we're gonna go watch game seven of the nineteen seventy-three World oh, Series or whatever whatever nineteen sixty four, I believe. Yeah, whatever it was. And I'm like, just game seven, go watch the whole thing, man. Um <laughs> but whatever they didn't didn't
0: have netflix or hulu back then they couldn't stream those things
1: no they didn't they definitely didn't
0: wait we're in the future never mind hmm, that's the technology they didn't predict right right
1: all right uh matt that's about all i got that's not a plot directly did you have anything else and or do you want to just go ahead and dive into no no i think i
0: think that's fair i think that's fair we got that out of the way okay
1: all right cool so we don't have so let's get back to the a plot talk to me about what do you think about this episode? The the main gist of what's going on with what's happening? So I mean from the very beginning that they,
0: they they gave us okay something or someone is on the ship that shouldn't be. Okay. Like O'Brien kept hearing noises and then they gave us that one weird camera angle, you know, where someone's like hiding in a corner and looking out at O'Brien's back. I mean, all, it's almost like I, better, so I, I hope we put extra money in the legal budget this week. <laughs> It's all good.
1: Anyway. Fair use. It falls. No, sorry. Sorry, Matt. Go ahead. That is
0: this episode. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Someone's always watching because someone snuck on the ship. That shouldn't be, be there. And like, I called it right off the bat when he bumps into Julian in the tunnel the first time Uh I'm like, Julian seems a bit off. Is that a (gasps) shapeshifter?
1: Did you really? Yes. Did you really? Yes. Matt, no. Did you really? I did. (laughs) Oh, that's great. That's fantastic.
0: I called it right then and there. It's in my notes. Obviously I can change my notes, but it's right there. Like that's... that's
1: fantastic.
0: Now, did I think, it would go as far as it did. Like I, I didn't quite predict the rest of the episode, uh-huh. but I called Julian in the tunnel. Like the the actor played that just off enough Mm -hmm. and then i mean the lines they gave us after that were classic oh i'm just gonna let this go it it all seems okay to me type of things Mm -hmm. like o'brien went and checked on the work he had claimed he was doing right Mm -hmm. he said he had installed something um to put his engineering uh classes to practice Mm -hmm. uh for uh, extension courses. Yes. Extension courses. Thank you. And and like O'Brien goes and looks at it. It's like, Oh, that's pretty good for an extension course. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, that like that may have been an attempt at comedy, which it, it was a little bit of comedy there. Sure. Maybe, but My thought, my brain with, I was just sitting there thinking, Julian's a little bit off. And then O'Brien compliments his work, basically saying that work is better than I think he is capable of, meaning it wasn't Julian. And so that's, that was kind of piece number two for me. It's like, okay, if it's a a shapeshifter, these
1: founders, they are, would be more well-versed in whatever they want to do. Yeah. So, so I want to, now I have to fast forward to the moment when they do the thing where they're scanning them mm-hmm. because they they go into that going well. We saw it was Julian, ah, but it's not really Julian. Julian's a friend. It can't be Julian. And they go in, and Cisco has this big meeting with everybody, and they're going around and they scan Julian, and O'Brien's like, Oh, and Julian's like, What are you doing? <laughs> he's like, You didn't think it was me. And he's like, Well, I saw you in the Jeffries too. Like, we hear them bantering back and forth while <laughs> well, they're scanning I the love how
0: that played out too. Yeah. I love that that conversation that we needed to hear was in the background. It was off screen. Could, yeah. It, yeah. But, yeah. We, but we could still hear it. Right. Right. And that's what I
1: loved about it. But yeah. once
0: again, whoever directed this episode,
1: congratulations. I loved it. Can I get, can I tell you my favorite? directing moment because it occurred in in this scene sure was if you if you look at the setup when cisco is there talking to everybody and he's saying look we have a traitor in our midst but it turns out we can scan them and we can at least try to find so everybody's gonna have to get scanned because this person could be anyone anywhere and odo's like look i may be able to make a pretty good rock but my people can make pretty good people even though i can't right (laughs) and They're kind of going, if you look at everybody, everybody is standing at attention facing Cisco, except the ambassador who is leaning against a station. He is facing away from Cisco and he's kind of turning his head sometimes and he's kind of not. And he's like like, visually, he's the only one who's not facing towards Cisco. He's the guy like knowing who the changeling (laughs) is makes more sense. Yeah. It, if I were it's to go back such and watch a it, great, yeah. like, and it's so specific, it can't be an accident. Like that had to be a great director's choice. I'm sure that was, yeah. but
0: at the same time, like that, that didn't really phase me at the time. Sure because i'm like he's an ambassador he's above everybody else he doesn't have to show respect to the captain really mm-hmm. like yes he's on his ship right but he could pull rank on him if he wanted to right mm-hmm. but, from, so uh, like, but
1: on the rewatch though matt on the rewatch yes, we go back and watch yes. it again because i promise you you will um at some point i don't know when but you will eventually and you get to that scene just like it's from an artistic standpoint Mm-hmm. from a visual storytelling standpoint it's such a great thing that they do that, that i just i love those things
0: yeah I,
1: I i agree i i can think
0: of instances in other shows yeah or movies that yeah that that that's good stuff there so that brought up a few other things that i'd never thought about and, and I think okay. it comes up a little bit later though uh about the scanning right yeah because later on we get odo and set say, saying like if i changed into a rock and you scanned me it, I would show up as a rock Mm -hmm. and like, that's something I don't know if we knew about the founders before or changelings in general. Like, cause then they bring up that situation again. It's like when we scanned the ambassador, he came up as a human. Yeah. Like he registered as a human. And so like that, that's interesting. And I like that.
1: It's not just, it's not 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 an outside shell with just Mm -hmm. goo on the inside. Like it's fully formed organs and, in. Blood vessels and and whatever yep. and uh, cause going. It, yeah because overall then that that
0: gave me a whole another level to this episode, and because mm-hmm. then I spend the whole time thinking, well, okay, how are we gonna pull out the imposter? How are you going to identify him?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then like it, it gets a whole nother layer when he finally does the smart thing and changes into Odo. Cause th- that's something that like, Oh, uh, it just got so good at that
1: point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, ba- back, but, up, back up a little yeah, bit, back yeah, up yeah, a little bit yeah. because you, first of all, I have to point out, they, they said it's tetrion particles. They had tetrion mm-hmm. particles. They're going to scan. They leave a residual trace, Matt, Tetrion particles is one of the it, it, it's the it's the catch-all for whatever oh you want to find something look for the Tetrion particles yeah, I just listen for it's kind of like the number 47. I, I just I know start I've listening heard it before.
0: for it yeah I know I know I've heard it before yeah I I think it, it was when they were like trying to like trace a ship or something
1: Tetrion part, yeah it's probably from a cloaking device you get Tetrion particles or sure. you get this or or you know oh it's it's timing oh it's con- chronoton and Tetrion particles it, tet- particles <laughs> for everything and it's it's a little bit of, i don't know that it's a joke as much or lazier i don't know what it was it's i don't know that it's as, as specific as say the number 47
0: mm-hmm. you know but it is which i pulled up twice in this episode
1: <gasps> i only got one what did you get
0: well i think the one you probably got was the more obvious one uh-huh. when there's like there's a saboteur on board uh-huh. we have 47 people on board yes
1: that's what i got Which, by the way, by the way, just just for sizing purposes, do you remember about how many people are on Voyager? no about a hundred okay give her give her to it probably give a few more it's about 115 or so with sure. the mock Ma- i think it was it had a crew of like 120 or 150 but after the the mm-hmm. so many people got taken away and then the maquis they're at about a 100 so this so the define is about half the size of the crew of voyager
0: currently, if, 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 currently but the, yeah, vo- voyager should be actually probably like said like three times the size. Sure yeah yeah but if that if that just helps in sizing
1: because to me yeah the defiant is still a little more than a shuttle but it Mm -hmm. it, like in my head i i I struggle with the idea that there's quarters and a mess hall and this and that like (laughs) you know yeah i got you i got you yeah so 47 people what was the other one i because i missed it
0: It, it, i mean it was maybe a little bit more of a stretch but i mean i'm i I hear it now whenever they say it um it, it was towards the end when they were giving directions to go somewhere and they're Mm -hmm. like zero one five mark four seven
1: all right that counts i think that's got to count
0: yeah it's got i I, I mean it's not like they use 47 there often right right especially since they only gave like i don't i don't think it was even zero four seven i think i think it was just four seven and like that's a 47
1: (laughs) fair enough Yeah, you're right. I I completely missed that. So, so you have the tetron particles, everybody making joke. So they get to the part where, uh, they're, they're hunting everybody and they eventually get to the, the blood test. Mm-hmm. right which i thought was genius all of this is established in this episode we'd never known this before just so you know
0: yeah well i mean yeah. no it, it makes perfect sense though to yeah. me to me yeah like i i don't think it was much of a stretch or anything mm-hmm. like because there are those episodes sometimes when you have some sort of mystery like this and it's like okay i guess you had to solve it some way but i don't really like that explanation whereas this yeah it it totally makes sense like, because like, we we've discussed this before about changelings. Like everything about them is the goo. Everything about them is them. Like the clothes they wear. Like even though to us it looks like Odo is wearing clothes, he's naked. Seriously, I
1: I mean, that have you ever thought about that before? Yes, I have because I think I've brought it up to you. Like his com badge, the com badge that he has is him. Yeah, it's yeah. a fully functioning sending out radio frequency com badge, but it's him. hmm. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, so, like, everything is goo. So, like I said, it makes sense if they, quote-unquote,
1: bleed. Uh-huh. Well, they don't have blood, Mm -hmm. so it's gonna become goo again. Did you see the episode? I may be, I may be spoiling something for you later on, or we might have already. I think it was when Odo was sitting having lunch with Garrick or something like that. But he he has a he has a mug and he's got a drink in it, and he's what he's doing is he's saying, "So look, I can drink this drink, and it's just me. It gets reabsorbed into my body, and if I ever need a refill, I could like it's it's actually the mug is him and the drink in the (laughs) the mug is him, and like he just he's holding onto it and he's just refilling his drink with whatever sure, hot coffee sure. but he's like it gives the impression that i'm eating and drinking because it's important to you humanoids i was gonna say you we've know. discussed that yeah he doesn't yeah. eat or drink he doesn't need food right 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 so did you see that one D- does that sound familiar to you it I doesn't sound familiar okay. it's, no. it's got I, I must have seen it uh, previously. Sure. i'm not spoiling anything by telling you that no like I, I i don't it's probably not an a plot uh, i'm sure it's a cold open <laughs> point before they get to the plot you know filler filler yeah exactly Except michael pillars not around anymore yeah. Sorry. Etruria filler so the it. dominion is trying to start a war yeah, we got to talk about that because that's the thing. That's yep. where we get to it. So I think the last time we left the Dominion, they lured the Obsidian Order and the Tal Shiar into the Gamma Quadrant and destroyed them both in one fell swoop, which effectively leaves the Klingons and the Federation as the two largest powers in the Alpha Beta Quadrant. Apparently, the an Kethira thing, too. <laughs> <laughs> sure, let's go with it. Um, but yeah, that's...
0: Yeah, they're that's starting a, a war. They're
1: they're but they're trying to destabilize to make it easier for them to invade. Sure, that's that's their their whole thing. Uh, so let's talk about the ending for the beginning. We find out at the end it's been the ambassador. It's been the ambassador the whole time. And oh, by the way, he's like. From the beginning, he's been lying. Like, there's never a problem with this, and Kathy. Yeah, they totally when, cool. when they brought up
0: the possibility that, yeah, this is all fabricated mm-hmm. by the founder, mm-hmm. like, yes, that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's no part of this is true. Yeah,
1: no, they're like, absolutely explained. And then they give you the one line later. Yeah, it turns out, and Kathy, are fine. Here's my problem. Can I give you my problem with this, Matt? I don't know if you've had this thought. Krasinski was just a was just an ambassador. Mm-hmm. That's all he was, right? He's not an admiral. He's not Starfleet. He's an ambassador of the Federation. Now he can give them information. He can tell them stuff. But if Cisco's gonna go, doesn't he have to clear that with Starfleet proper? You Wouldn't know, you like trust your
0: ambassador though to be providing you with good orders
1: you would but at some point don't you have to file a report with your superior like somewhere else like hey i'm taking all they do now uh, like they said they're getting reports from everybody (laughs) right hey ambassador krasinski told us about this uh or don't don't you have to at least verify that with somebody like before you go like hey or hey starfleet uh um uh, intelligence. We heard about the thing on the Zincathy. Do you guys have an update for us before we head out? Update for what? Nothing's going on in the mm-hmm. Zincathy. Well, okay. Yes. That, that that's that's the
0: one point, obviously, mm-hmm. which could happen in every single episode that would just erase the episode if they did it. <laughs> Right. That's true. That is true. You're absolutely right. And, and usually I'm the one bringing those up.
1: This one bugs <laughs> me though, Matt,
0: this one bugs me.
1: I I mean, okay. So what would have happened
0: though, is they would have tried to contact someone and they wouldn't have been
1: able to, but they'd still been at the station. Uh, except this so, time mean, they tried to contact somebody just while they were en route, mm-hmm. but then they couldn't because the communication systems got down because of the changeling.
0: Yep. Yeah. So, um, I mean, all the, all the quote unquote ambassador had to do was get them away from the station. And then he had full control. The ship, so it's you now? Now the question is: mm-hmm. Do you think if they had stayed at the station, would he have been able to take over the entire station, like put that on lockdown? Mm. That would have been a whole different episode.
1: Well, it yeah. is a Cardassian station, and they have captured Cardassians or have done something with Cardassians. Apparently, so maybe, maybe they know Cardassian technology enough. They certainly know uh, Federation technology enough to be able to mm-hmm. do that.
0: I mean, yeah, I'm still curious what that technology was that like self implanted itself and and was like, like actively growing and connecting to things. And Mm -hmm. like, um, yeah, and has its own force field. Right. Like that was the biggest thing. Like, obviously, I guess they just needed something to say, hey, you guys can't touch this now. Right. Right. But I thought there was going to be more talk about what that thing was. Yeah, no, that was just that a plot of, device,
1: right? That was just yeah, a McGuffin.
0: Yeah, that just kind of distracted me from
1: thinking about. Oh, we might have a changeling. I should be focusing on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so Matt, I'll I'll ask you a changeling. The changelings can come in and definitively. Impersonate anyone at any time. To, I had no doubt about that. Perfect T. Yeah, but they're doing it now. Yep, the
0: and fact they're, doing they're doing it, doing it with it a purpose. Uh,
1: they're not just trying to find out what's going on. They're doing it for the purpose of destabilizing the Alpha Quadrant. Yep. The, the interesting part about it,
0: though, mm-hmm. I feel. As good as they are at infiltrating and impersonating people, uh-huh. they could really work on their stealth. Okay, what do you mean? All those noises O'Brien was hearing. Oh. Right? Fair enough. And so he had to keep changing into like people O'Brien knew and wouldn't suspect too much of to hide what he was actually doing. Whereas if he would have
1: just been quieter, <laughs> like right. he wouldn't have had any problems. Right. I mean, I suppose O'Brien could have been there in the Jeffries tube and had like his headphones in and been listening to
0: If this was Guardians of the Galaxy, yes. (laughs) That's exactly what would have been happening.
1: All right, Matt, let's, let's, let's bring this one on home though. You got any other thoughts, anything else you want to touch on before we head out of here after uh, finishing up here with the adversary stuff's getting real.
0: Yeah. I, I, I I do have a couple of things I want to point out or have questions about yet. Um, when they split up into search parties. Yeah. Once again, I, I don't know if this was a directorial note or if this was just something the actors chose how they wanted to play it out Mm-hmm. But we saw like three different pairs of people when they said, OK, we're going out in pairs, stick together, don't let your partner out of your sight. And each of those pairs that we saw had very different interactions with each other and very different methods of carrying out their investigation. OK, like I, I don't know, maybe this was just me, but like it felt weird Especially by the time we got to Cisco and who was he with? Was he just with some random guy who we didn't know because that guy knocked out? It's possible.
1: I didn't make notes of who was who. Okay. Yeah. But like, is I he think with the Bolian? The blue guy? Oh no, no, no. He wasn't. That that was Kira. Okay.
0: Which I okay. I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Um. But when we got to Cisco and whoever he was with, yeah, just like, a security officer. Yeah. 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 They were very much like, okay, we're on the next tunnel. One, two, three, go. Mm-hmm. And, like, kind of, whereas it, they were more, I, I don't know, like structured about it and very much, oh, there could be danger around every corner. Whereas everybody else we saw was just kind of like, oh, there's another tube. fire phase is down the tube. Okay, we're good. And then, I mean, we had the conversation with Odo. And that must have been Eddington then. Mm -hmm. Yep. Cause you had Odo and
1: Eddington uh, paired up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They they had their own interactions and Mm -hmm. we learned some more interesting things about Odo at that point that Mm -hmm. that probably won't matter ever again, but I don't know. There, There was something about the way those three pairs just kind of played. They were all supposed to be doing the same thing. They were all on the hunt for the changeling. They were all supposed to be firing the phasers at every space they came across, right? They're like he could he could be anything. He could be part of the ship. He could be another person. He could be anywhere. Look like anything. So you should just be firing at anything. And I don't know. I think I'm probably overplaying this, mm-hmm. but it just felt weird to me can't quite explain it
1: i I mean i don't know that there's a whole lot to talk about other than just to say i think that's what this episode was trying to make you feel like an all like on all those levels like everything's just weird
0: fair enough i'll take it
1: (laughs) i i I think okay now that you mentioned,
0: i i guess they were probably trying to say like it could be anybody yet at this point we want you to suspect everybody and so we're gonna make everybody a little bit off i don't know um but you mentioned the blue guy Yeah. I have questions about him. Okay. I've never seen that guy before. Mm. I know in other
1: series, I believe we have met races that are blue. Uh-huh. but I don't quite remember them. He was the barber, I, the barber on the enterprise. Okay. Remember he okay. was cutting everybody's hair and he just kept talking yep. and talking and talking and okay. talking. Is this the same race? Same race. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I why this guy's not cutting hair? Friend. I don't know why he has a rifle. <laughs> I don't know. He should be cutting hair. Bullions or barbers.
0: Well, I, honestly, I, I I was surprised when they even gave him speaking lines. Cause for, yeah. for the first few scenes, he was just in the background and mm-hmm. he he was just following orders and walking along quietly and like, and then he actually got to interact like one-on-one with people. I'm like, Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Maybe this guy is someone. Yeah. But I guess they just needed another person that they could interact with. Right. Well, I mean, think about it, like, they couldn't, Julian. they couldn't
1: bring Quark. They couldn't bring Jake. They couldn't mm-hmm. bring, yeah, I don't know. I guess I just gave him an odd number of people they could bring. Well, I so. mean, they,
0: they had Bashir and Dax and stuff, but they were, mm-hmm. you know, knocked out or.
1: Yeah. I think, I think you captive. also, I think the other thing is you can't have your senior staff panicking the way that he panicked sure you know what i mean like you couldn't have your senior staff do that so they had to give mm-hmm. you they had to give you a red shirt right they had to give you a yellow shirt or whatever uh, to, to do once that once
0: again for as much as i've heard it being red shirts more and more i'm seeing more yellow shirts
1: yeah so matt you you can go look you go look this up right now and like the the whole red shirt idea as much as we'll always talk about the red shirts it's it's actually even in the original series it's still very much a misnomer it's actually far more dangerous to be a yellow shirt than it is to be a red shirt even in the original series it was more dangerous how did they get that reputation It's it, it's just a thing. It, it's just become a thing, but it's not... It's actually not true. Yeah.
0: Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. So then I think I just want to get to the end with odo and the changeling
1: yes because probably the most important part of the episode for sure mm-hmm.
0: yeah so i mean it's ob- odo versus odo mm-hmm. don't know which is which they've reiterated multiple multiple times throughout this episode when changeling has never harmed another changeling and odo claims he doesn't want to be the first to do it and mm-hmm. well We'll see about that because mm-hmm. I'm feeling something's going to happen. It's not going to be mm-hmm. I, like, I don't see O'Brien taking out the changeling. Right. So right. I'm not sure, entirely sure what was happening at the end mm-hmm. when like, was the the founder or it, is he the adversary? Would you say? Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. Was the adversary harming Odo? I think he was when he like stuck his fist into his chest. Yeah, I think he was.
0: Yeah. So he actually was the first one to harm somebody. And then Odo, you know, retaliated, but self-defense if you want, I guess. mm -hmm. Cause I don't know what Odo did after that, that kind of like reversed the process of whatever was happening Uh and like redirected it back into the adversary. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. Does Odo know what he's doing? I, I, I don't know, but The whole link with me, Odo. Mm -hmm. I got a serious come to the dark side. Sure. Vibe from that. And I'm like, yeah,
1: I'm glad he's not going. I'm glad he doesn't want to hang out with those guys. Right. Yeah. See, here's the thing. Like... (laughs) Aside from the fact that the changeling dies, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a real misnomer to say that Odo harmed him, and I don't even know that Odo intentionally pushed him into the warp core. I thought he did. You th- you think he intentionally pushed him in the warp core to have happen to him? Whatever happened to him? I don't. I, I don't know that he knew what was going to happen to him. Right. Right. That's no, what I. Mean. I. I think it was
0: intentional to kind of break himself free from whatever sure that dude was doing
1: now to be fair i don't know that the changeling was actually harming odo as much as he was like force linking with him trying to do some sort of mental thing to him or something Mm -hmm. i I don't know but in many ways like i i feel like odo was acting in self-defense and I don't know that he was trying to kill the guy. That's just what wound oh, up yeah. happening. No, I'm like, like I don't right? think
0: his intent was to kill. Yeah, I think his intent was to, to save himself. And mm-hmm. I mean, it basically, it worked, I guess. Now when, when he kind of like dies like that, yeah. my, my first thought was, wow, what happens when Changeling dies? What happens when a founder dies? Like yeah. that, if no, no founder has ever harmed another, that means no one's ever died. And like, Then I had to stop myself for a second, like, okay, wait, no, no, changeling has ever harmed another i guess other people could have harmed changelings right and therefore they could have died before right so not necessarily the first one to die but still like how does that affect their overall since they're all like one big connected goo Mm -hmm. like i i i I hate to keep making connections like this but is it kind of like the force and like all the other founders can feel oh no one of us has died because i mean they're all connected right they're all linked
1: Yeah. I, I don't know that it's like that, but I think within the link, they will, I think they can feel a missing, like, like this, this founder went away. And Mm -hmm. so the great link knows that he's not there and they can feel that missing. But if something happens to him while he's away, I don't know that it sends reverberations through space. And they're like, Oh, something's happened to our guy. So I don't think that happens
0: do you think and obviously if we find this out later i suppose he probably can't tell me if it plays a bigger part but with him dying and not coming back are they able to like reabsorb his goo somehow and return it to the pond or are
1: is that part of them forever gone and now they are that much weaker as a whole? I think I think the implication is that part is forever gone and they do not have that part to link with anymore. I don't know that it makes them weaker as much as they just don't have that they they don't have him as an individual in their community anymore, which could make them weaker, you know uh, the, the the founders don't seem to be a plentiful people. I was going to say, there, there is know? a
0: finite number of founders.
1: It seems like it. I mean, they obviously are somehow able to reproduce. I, sure. mean, I mean, even Odo, like Odo was found as a as an infant. So mm-hmm. somehow they're able to reproduce and to get new changelings. But how does that work? We I, and I'll I'll tell you, Matt, we never find out. We, yeah, we don't I know that. that. We don't know the biology of the changelings.
0: I mean, at that, all. that's a Netflix series somewhere. Sure, sure. Yeah. The founders. So.
1: But regardless, and Odo is at least taking it personally. He's harmed. He's he's the first one who has ever harmed another changeling sure. slash killed another changeling, and it like it doesn't set him down for like three or four days. Like, well, yeah,
0: I mean, they they said he, he hadn't spoken since they left. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And then he comes. So, yeah. He comes to Odo or he comes to Cisco mm-hmm. finally, and is like, hey, so I need to tell you what he told me right before he died. I
0: I questioned whether they are actually going to tell us even. But yeah, you're too late. We're everywhere, We're everywhere.
1: Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And that's how see, that's how they ended the season, Matt.
0: For how many Phrases like I've talked about, we know from like the Borg, uh-huh. "Resistance is futile," mm-hmm. and you will be assimilated. Th- those type of things, those phrases that I've heard before that I've now learned are from Star Trek. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit surprised that I don't hear "You're too late, we're everywhere" a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's probably not quite as applicable to to various situations, but I still feel like I mean, maybe maybe I've just missed it. Maybe I'll pick up on it now that I know it's a thing. Mm-hmm. But it's not. A phrase or two phrases that I, I i would say i've heard as much as resistance is futile so we're everywhere i'm not quite sure how to take that and me, of course that's what they want you drink, to matt. yep that's what they want you to ponder for the next three months while they take a break from their show and start writing a new season which i suppose they're already writing but
1: matt i have some good news for you you will not have to wait three months, my friend, because you will get to find out next week. In fact, we're about to end the show. You could find out right now what happens next. hmm in deep space nine but as i said matt this is a game changer of an episode i will tell you i I found this was funny um the original show was supposed to be a cliffhanger they intended for this to be a cliffhanger but paramount said no no cliffhanger don't do a cliffhanger and they gave us this which like it's not a cliffhanger yep they wrapped up this story but (laughs) what so And I got to tell you, we, when I did the charting the course episode with uh, Dan Davidson for this, se- uh, for this season, for the season, I asked him, I was like, do I need to combine this with the next episodes and call that one story? And he was pretty, I am mean, no, 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 it's really two stories. And he's absolutely right. It is very much two different stories that, you know, the next episode does pick up three months later. You know, they, sure. they do try to move time forward in that, in that realm. But, you know, for whatever reason, Paramount, I get, they nixed the, they nixed the cliffhanger idea. And I can't tell you what their original idea for the cliffhanger was because it was a very different episode than what we got i can't tell you what it was because they actually use it later <laughs> yeah so when we use it later i'll reference back and say hey remember back all at the right, end of season right. three i said that was gonna be a cliffhanger this is what was supposed to happen then so uh, gotcha. i'll tell you that later uh yeah when we get there uh but matt i mean i think we're at that spot where you've seen it coming But now it's, it's here in full force, Mm -hmm. the real danger of the dominion. Like, yes, you have the Jim Hadar, which is this big, beefy, ever present threat, but at least they're face to face. Yeah. You see them, you know who they are. We can fight that. And then you also have the Vorta, you know, the guy, the little sparmie dudes that give them the, the, the white and, you know, they're sort of the nice guy ambassadors. Uh, you have the weird ears, you know who I'm talking about? Um, remember Eris from the camping trip episode that Cisco and Quark went on, did the little chest thing. Yes. Yeah. The Vorta. So, so you have the Jim Hadar, you have the Vorta and then you have the founders, uh, but the, the founders being on mission themselves, not just using the Jim Hadar as the muscle, To get to go do this is and what they're able to do. And in this phrase, you're too late, we're everywhere. should make you want to rush out of here and just go watch the next episode and keep moving. Uh So, uh, Matt, I I won't hold you up any longer. We'll wrap this. Well, before we go there, do you have anything else you want to touch on before we wrap up the show? One very, very
0: minor note that doesn't have anything to do with it. I I loved cisco's uniform during the ceremony
1: oh his dress his dress uniform yeah yes yeah it's so cool so that's
0: like i i I thought they were changing to new uniforms at that point i'm like Uh yes everybody should be wearing these things yeah like you i mean honestly usually the dress uniforms are so kind of gaudy they are like yeah but no i love that uniform yeah and i was disappointed when we went back and everybody's wearing the old stuff again Uh, yeah Yeah.
1: it's a good uniform it's a very good uniform all right, Matt, well, did you like this episode? Would you want to watch it again? And do you understand why this was a part of our run? I hated it. it. Would never touch it again. But did you understand why it's part of our run? <laughs> <laughs> yes
0: i understand why and yes of course i'm joking i would i I love this episode we're watching in a
1: heartbeat such a good episode well matt our next episode if you grab your pen and paper we're watching the very next episode the premiere of season four the way of the warrior parts one and two this is a double episode matt all right double episode and they actually it is actually the way of the warrior part one and the way of the warrior part two i believe it is the proper part one and part two i believe that is true okay I accept. And it was probably aired back to back as a special two-part episode. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm near positive it's it's uh, Way of the Warrior 1 and 2. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may actually just be the way of the warrior with a part one and part two later for syndication. I'm not sure. Well, Matt. if it aired, if it aired as one, then that could be, yeah, it could be, it could be, it, it is, it is titled a feature length episode, one of a few feature length episodes. So anyway, go check it out. Good episode, lots of stuff happening. Please feel free to watch it. And uh, Matt, obviously there's nothing in between. So I have no um yep. extra viewing except I do have one for you and I'm going to make this required viewing for you okay i know that you absolutely detest loathe with a passion the opening credits of deep space nine yes sir i'm going to ask you to watch the opening credits they actually change it they change the opening credits but i do (gasps) not want you but hold on i do not want you to watch it for this episode okay because there's spoilers in the credits (laughs) i want you to watch it for the next episode as i'm thinking about it right now as i'm telling you this you'll remind me next week but i i want you to watch because they do change the credits Mm -hmm. and i want your thoughts on it okay but they do change the credits from here from here on out well Um, well they they finally got enough
0: feedback and said hey these credits suck
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh i love it matt well that's gonna do it for us for this week on beam me up a star trek podcast please remember if you guys want to get in touch with us let us know what you thought of the adversary going into way of the warrior. You can do that by emailing us at beam at gmail.com or head over to beamuppod.com for more ways to contact us or to find out how you can leave us a review as Matt has been begging and people have been doing it, which is so awesome. Matt, where can the folks find you out there on the internet? You can find me personally, either on Instagram or Twitter at as a matter of Matt. And if you guys want to find me, you can find me at Brent Allen live across all the social medias. I'd love to connect with you there as well too. Until next time, folks, live long and prosper.